Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Jim Hoven here with another episode of the Ramos Law Difference Makers podcast. And today I have the chance to talk to someone who has made a difference in the Denver community for a long, long time. Once I say her name, many of you, if you're from this area, are going to know her. You're going to recognize her name and her humongous personality. <laughs> it is none other than Kathy J with Yay! me. Yay! Kathy J! Here she is in the flesh. And I'm telling you, man, she fills up a room. Kathy, I'm... <laughs> I'm like, wow. Thank you, Dr. Hoven. You are amazing. Well, thank and you. I know, um, you know, our goal here is to literally put people on who are making a difference, yeah. who have made a difference. It's so important for us because it really, we, we try to weave it in with our core values as a company and to know that our own beloved Tammy is such a good friend of yours. Yes, Tammy Quintana. Yes. And yes. so we think like she's staple of who we are. She's a she's rock amazing. star. Yes. And to know that she knew you and she's like, oh yeah, she'll come on. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna come on with us. So thank you for your time. I know you're so busy and oh, all this stuff. Oh, you know what though? You've caught me at a great moment in my life. So it's totally <laughs> fine, Jim. Dr. Hoven. No, Jim's fine. Um, Jim's and, fine. Yeah, no, I'm honored to be here. I am I'm such a fan of the uh Ramos Law commercials. I'm such a fan of of Dr. Ramos, like the the things that I hear about, you know, him being a doctor and a lawyer, like, God, that's a win. Like, Insane, you right? You can't beat that. Overachiever. You know, exactly, right. Like, <laughs> uh, so I just think that, you know, in his story, in your story, and I mean, it's everyone can make a difference in their own little way. And so it's an honor to be here and, and to have been a part of Denver for so long. Well, I got to start there. So you came to Denver as a child, right? When I was four years old. Four yep. years old. I was here when there was, I, we grew up, I grew up in Thornton. Yes. Uh, 115th in Colorado. Oh, so wow. there was nothing. At that time, that was had to be no, like the boonies. It was the boonies. Yes. There was nothing out there. There was the rec center. None of that was there. It used to be actually ditches, like deep caves that my older sister and all the teenagers would go in on 112th in Colorado and they'd go down and get lost in these caves that used to be out there in the property. It's just crazy because it was all farmland. Isn't that something? When I was, I grew up here as well yeah. and I went to Colorado State for yeah. my undergraduate training before going to Cairo school and I would drive up. I had a, a girlfriend here my freshman year. Yes. She'd come back every weekend. Uh, of course you, you would. You know the deal, <laughs> yeah. right? And so it was so funny because we got back to civilization from uh, Fort Collins at 120th. Thank you. Right? Thank you. <laughs> at one point in my life, I actually lived up in Erie, Colorado. And, and you know the Erie. Even more exit. north. Yes, yep. even more north. And there, you're right. After 120th, you'd, like, you'd, say, you'd wave at Skate City and then you would just head off and you wouldn't find anything until you'd hit like... Johnson's Corner, That's the right. truck stop, yep. and then and then you'd head on up to Fort Collins. To Fort Collins, yeah. and now it's like it's houses and traffic all the way up it's the highway. It's one neighborhood. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. And so we've been through this change yes, together, right? We've I seen have. it grow and develop and evolve, and there's so many things to it. What was it in you, your personality? Has it always been so shiny and bright? Was there something that triggered <laughs> a change in you? Where did where did this come from? That's so sweet. No, this is me. Always has been. This has always been me. <laughs> okay. So in school, were you like the class clown? Were you the no, popular girl? Clown. What were no, you? definitely not popular. Okay. In fact, um, I became student body president yes. because I got all the other groups that weren't popular and said, are we sick of the popular kids always running our lives? Let's all band together, vote for me, and let me be your student body president. And I did. Are you kidding And I me? won. That's how I won. Oh, I, and, okay. And so was... what does a student body president do to oh, honor those... Um, those commitments, if you will, like you're now politician, you do uh -huh. that. 
I, what, what did I you do? didn't go. I didn't go with the student council that was all the cheerleaders that got appointed. I actually created my own council. One was the representative of the goth kids. One was the representative of the band kids. I had a representative from like the leader of all these different groups, and I would meet with them, and we did things with trash and recycling, and you know stuff that you're worried about when you're a teenager. Um, you know, getting you know. Um, it was just nice, like kids, the, the goth kids wanted to be out on the field, you know, and didn't want to be bothered because, you know, they'd go out there and smoke, they'd, right. you know, and and it was always like they were looked upon. And so we got, I mean, like it was just more understanding, more communication went a long way when they explained, we don't want to be around these kids, let us have our peace. Then the, you know, the, the security wasn't as nervous about them out there. They had more respect of the area that they were hanging out in. They wouldn't just put cigarette butts everywhere. Like it became a real cool piece of communication. And I think that that's where I realized you can really combine so many people if you just get them to talk. Wow. You know. I, no, but you're 17, 18 years old at yeah, this time. I was, don't like when you say, <laughs> oh, yeah, all the concerns of 17, 18 year olds. I had a concern. Yeah. And it was a girl. It was a girl. That <laughs> yeah, was my concern. Right. Sports and girls were my <laughs> well, concern. I was a band so. nerd. So I wasn't, you know, I, I, my, my high school boyfriend turned out to be gay. So, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, so obviously, I, and I'm still best friends with him to this day. That's the It's best. actually Larry's husband, Larry Uliberry, no who I did the morning kidding. show with. Yeah. Oh, so Isn't that cool. weird? So I have a Will and Grace story in my life. That is wonderful. <laughs> it is. And so you went to college around here then, Fort right? Lewis College. College down in Durango. Yep. Yeah, I got a first generation scholarship because my parents, nobody had been to college before me. Okay. Um, and then I worked for the school to pay for the rest of my college. Did you know that you were going to be in media at that uh, time? You know what? I went for television. So I went down to Durango because they had a good television radio program. And so I did, I went for television, but then I ended up getting, you know, it's funny, Ken Clark, who does the traffic and the morning anchor on channel two on, he was, we were in a class one day down in Durango and he said, we need a girl for our radio show. You're kind of funny. Do you want to hang out with us? And I needed the credit. So I went and we created a, it turned into a comedy troupe and we had a radio show and it was just, you know, you never, this is what I've learned in life. Don't ever take that step on the ladder. Even if you feel it's 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 a lateral move or something, if something you got to keep trying opportunities that come your way. So when you say don't take the step on the ladder, oh, no, do take the do step. Take I'm the sorry. Step. Thank okay. you for hearing yes. me. Yes, do me say take the step on the ladder. Take that step up the yeah. ladder. Yeah. I mean, because take that chance because it leads to another person that's going to know of a person or you. It's all about getting experience too. I feel like my whole life on the radio, like I didn't like my voice until I was like six years in. Really? You know, I felt like it's very deep. And, you know, hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, I just got moved. Like, I felt the vibrato of that. I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like, that was from my dad. He always wanted me to sing his songs with him. But, uh, you know, so I, it took me a while to get, it takes a long time to get comfortable with who you are and how you present yourself. And so you just have to keep trying different things through yeah. your life. So, until you, and when something feels right, stay with it and keep moving that way. But you're so so now you're going to TV. Did you have a yeah. a t when you go to school for that? Did you have mentors or people that you looked up to that said, "I want to be that person"? That's why you wanted to go to TV. Anybody uh, no, like that? No, you know the TV thing was something in my heart when I was a teenager. Told me that I wanted my own TV show, 
And so in Thornton, like driving up Colorado Boulevard, heading over to, you know, um, down on 84th to get to the North Valley Mall. Do you remember North Valley Mall? I do Mall? remember the North um, Valley Mall. You know, like I just always, something in me was just like one day, you know, like you're going to have your own show and you're really going to be able to help people on a big platform because that's really what I want to do. Like when I did the radio show with KS1075, it was awesome. I had two great partners with Larry and Kendall and we had a program every Christmas called The Christmas Wish. And it won awards and people talked about it every year and they couldn't wait for, the, for it to come up. And the main reason is because it connected the community to help the people. So the heating, and, the heating people, they, everybody has trade, but nobody has cash. You know, you know that in business, Absolutely. you know, like I like the HVAC people, they have a heater they can give away, but they don't know if they can trust who they're giving that to. They don't. So at Christmas time, it was the perfect way for me to give them free love on the radio. If they'd give me a heater that I could give to this family that wrote me a letter saying they need it, you know, like so it was just it was a beautiful program and it's really where I shine. And I did public service uh, interviews the whole 15 years I was with KS175. Um, so I really got to know everybody in the community. There's a cause for anything. There's an ailment that everybody has. Um, and so the more we can highlight and try to get help to everybody, that's really what I love doing. Isn't that silly? It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's and amazing. And then entertaining. Obviously, you got to find laughter through it because right. life is a struggle. Life is, life is going to throw you those curveballs, and it's all about the choices you make. And is this the time that you're going to leave that guy finally? <laughs> or are you going to stay with him a little longer? You know, like there's always a choice of how you want to live. And So let me ask you this. Yeah. When you were going through this, what you said reminds me uh -huh. of someone who is still on the radio today that I have heard for a long time. And I'm not an active listener. I just catch her sometime. And right. she's nationally syndicated this Delilah person. Oh, yeah, Delilah. So right. what, what you're sharing with me from the TV side, the connection, the entertainment, the helping. Yeah. She gives this advice, right? And leave the, the guy and, lady, and right. do this kind of thing. When Are you wired that way? If I were pegging you, and you and I have known each other for five minutes, right? Right. right. I'm going to say that one of your core values is being a helper, an engager, a, a galvanizer of people, a connector, so that you have a purpose with that to create something better. Is that just who you are? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, you hate to say it. Um, I mean, I don't hate to say it. I've always considered... Like, I've been a healer to people. I've been, you know, like, people have different ways that I have helped them or, or touched them, and it's an honor for any of it. I, you know, um, I did come out here when I was four years old, but I'm from a very small town in the mountains back in, on the East Coast. And so, I mean, when we say small, it is generation after generation after generation that lives there. So everybody knows either your grandparents or their parents, you know, like, it's one of those situations. And my grandma was the town nurse. And so in a small town that's in poverty, there I mean, people there make 12 grand a year, okay? So in a small town like that, in the middle of the woods, and you got the town nurse, she's getting called all the time. So I was going out with her, all, and she was a volunteer firefighter, so we always, she was a single mom. Like, I learned so much from her about show respect to people. I mean, she was, we went out to a house when, at 2 o'clock in the morning one time, and literally, I could see the moonlight coming through the roof on these people on the holes house. in the ceiling in the in the, in the literal ceiling. But oh. it was in the and she was never scared of us going into the woods. She was she always spoke with respect when these people came out of the dark, you know. And she would help them. I mean, like my grandma taught me to love everybody. 
until they give you a reason not to, you know, <laughs> you know, yes. so, so I've been fortunate that my heart was nurtured from a very young age as how much little you can do to really help somebody in a big way. That you know. is impressive. Well, and so is, is grandma one of your stalwart Absolutely. mentors? She's of, my warrior. Yeah. She, she, she passed away, unfortunately, when I was in college. So, but everything she's taught me has stayed with me, you know, like, yes. and it's how I live my life, how I want to live my life. The personality probably came from my mom and my dad, definitely. But it, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's been a struggle. You know, I was bullied like a lot of kids and it stayed because with me. Because you were a band kid? Like band kid. I was heavy. I was, you know, overweight. So I was, so, but that stayed with me and, it, and I wasn't the rich kid, you know? So I had a lot of angst, but it wasn't any kind of anger. It was more or less like, I just feel like I know what real people go through because I've gone through it. You know, I remember there was one time when I was in sixth, seventh grade and I remember this, like you say, these traumas, they stick with you. They do. And <clears throat> there was a, a group of kids that I was friends with and we started playing football together. I played football from when I was seven all the way up through high school every yeah. year, the whole thing. And I just had one phase in my life where I got heavy and my nickname was Fat Man as a kid. Wow. And it crushed me. That's now not on one side, it made me cry, it hurt my feelings. And on the other side, I'm like, that will never, ever, ever happen again like it pissed me off so bad right but i'm like i'm too young to be pissed off right you know what i mean right, i shouldn't right, have to go right, through that right and so when you say bullied and and those kinds of things we've had guests on this podcast that are for they do a thing called theater of the oppressed and they uh -huh. talk about the the um school to prison pipeline yeah and how they interrupt yes that. yes it, it's fascinating and so i'm thinking you know you have this again there's just something about you and was it was it bottled up and was it compressed because you were bullied and because you didn't look like the other kids? Maybe you were no, a little bigger. No, I just think I always felt like I like I'll prove you wrong. Okay, love you know? that. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what? And I think that's why I, I mean, I stayed heavy for other reasons. But you know, I've had a lot of fun with a lot of you guys. There, so, <laughs> you know, don't uh, really fool you. Like this is, <laughs> this is good loving right here, doctor. So, but uh, you know, I, but you know, it literally, I, it was a lot of I'll prove you wrong. Okay. You know, even yep. I got, you know, even being a DJ on the number one morning show in Denver for hip hop, you know, I'll prove you wrong. Like a white girl from Thornton can definitely understand hip hop. I can definitely understand the struggle. Were I you into it? Uh, absolutely. So uh, oh, were yes. you into all the musicians and the music absolutely. and the themes yeah, and whatnot? Yeah, no, I, I, the chronic, I mean, back in the day, like uh, East Coast, West Coast rappers, I was, I was a 90s child of hip-hop okay. and then it's just stayed with me i mean i love hip-hop so yeah. yeah but you know i mean i love all genres of music but i do as well yeah yeah what? you have to i think you have to know everything to like, I'll, I'll turn it. classical on sometimes when i need my kids to quiet down <laughs> <laughs> how old are your kids <laughs> oh my gosh eight uh seven and five. Oh wow see that's when mm -hmm. our kids are all older right the youngest oh, is you're 24 so lucky. you're so lucky yes See, I did the career thing yes. and then and then I was like, okay. And you know why I did the career thing? This is a funny story. The reason why I got my chance on the radio was because the girl before me went on maternity leave. Like, I don't think men understand the sacrifices that women make with the kids because it really ends your career Thousand for a percent. minute. Yeah. And so she had gone so far. She came from San Francisco, Jennifer Wilde, and she 
had a baby and gave me a chance to come fill in for her while she was on maternity leave. She had a second kid. I got to come in, fill in again. And it was enough for them to say, let Kathy have it when she left. And, you know, you really have to learn yourself being on the air and stuff. But I was so scared to have children because oh. I was worried it would stop my career. Yes. And so I kept going until it got to a place. Also, I need to find the right guy. Yep. Like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have a kid oh just to have a kid. I have a, I have a good guy <laughs> and it's still hard having kids. So I, I needed to. Uh, so, but, you know, I, um, we all make different decisions. Yes. And definitely my career influenced my life. How far did you want to take it? How far did you want to go on the TV side? Did you want to go up to uh, Oprah? Did you? Oh, yeah, I always figure. You know what? I always tell people that I wanted my own TV show, but some lady named Oprah got there first. <laughs> like I always say that because I'm just like, how? Dang it! I could do that. So you know, I just know that that's you know I've had this dream and that's the journey that I'm currently on. So, Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Now have you have you said radio thanks but no thanks from this point? No, or? no, no. I still love radio. Still love radio. Yeah. And there's actually some some stations out there that have uh, are currently like talking to me about coming on their stations. Um, but you know at the moment I'm really putting my heart into a dream that's been a long time coming. So two two people that I'm sure you know or have heard of have yes. been guests on this podcast. Yes. Actually maybe three. Cha Cha Chavez. I love Cha. Yes. I love Cha Cha. She was great. She she blew she me away. She was a mentor for me. That was she woman really? is amazing. Before I was even on the radio, when I was in college, I got to meet Cha because of Larry Ulibarri. And that woman, always positive, always go for it. Always, yeah, like Cha Cha is one of the best, always about the community. Yes. Yes. That's what that I found. That woman is amazing. Our time was just like this. Yeah. Like, it just flew by. It was amazing. Yeah. Number two, Ernie Bjorkman. I love Ernie. Yep. Er oh my God. Er Ernie was just a guest a couple of weeks ago. He and I have met through some other stuff that I can tell you about later where <laughs> It was some business stuff. And yes. then he loves to fly fish and I love to fly fish. I was going to say, doesn't he live in Grand Lake? He does. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cause I got to work with him right before he left channel two. Uh, what a great, yeah, what a he, great he does. Human. He always has pictures of him fly fishing. Yes. Yeah. So you're a fly fisherman I, too. I am. Where do you go? Well, I like to go up by fair play. It's uh -huh. really cool. Cause we have a little property up there that gives us access to private river. I like to go by, um, basalt. If you know where basalt yes. is between yes. Glenwood and Aspen, there's uh -huh. a cool, confluence of the Roaring Fork and the Frying Pan. Well, who Love wouldn't want to be between Glenwood and Aspen? <laughs> that sounds like a lovely place yes, to find it, fish. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you can afford the gas and the food, and the, it's all good. So right. anyway, and, and the fish are, they, they just act different. Yeah, totally. They're a little snooty. <laughs> a little snooty, those trout. <laughs> and then the, the third one. They have one, fur coats on. Yes, they do. In the water. It's beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Do you know um, Jerry Schimmel? from the work that your husband does? Um, no. So Jerry Schimmel has been the voice of either the Nuggets or the yes, Rockies. Yes, then. Absolutely. Yes. yes and yes, now yes. he has a podcast or uh -huh. a show that he does, radio syndicated show called Great Americans. And so I had met him through another kind of business thing. And so he and I are friends and check him out now and we get a chance to visit. And the I, what I love about the personalities... I, I've never been a guy that have, has known any personalities as far as on-air talent. Oh, okay, yeah. Never. Right. Until the last two years. And so now, thanks to Tammy meeting you guys. Yes. There's such a continuum that I feel and that I see with you guys. Is there something that you notice among personalities, on-air talent, that you have to have a certain set of these characteristics to make it happen? Or can some people just turn it on for showtime. Then when the lights go off, then they're I've seen both. different. I've okay. seen both. Well, you know, they, they always say like comedians, they, they're really, and they are comedians are very different off stage. 
like uh, um they are not the hey zany blah 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 like they are very a lot of times they're so reserved when you interview them to the point that you're like I'm supposed to be interviewing you for your show at Comedy Works tomorrow night, and you are not giving me anything good. Tell me something funny. Yes, I you beg of you. you are not doing the stick, you know. <laughs> so, so I think it, everyone's different. There's, there's, I've, you know, plenty of country guys. There's one DJ, um, and he's in in person. You would go, okay, you know, nice guy. He's great. I love him. And then as soon as he turns on the radio, this guy comes out, you know, and it's. Everybody's different, and um, so you're saying that you've noticed that we're all that you happy. have this. Well, there's an energy there, and <laughs> yeah. I know that you all go through stuff, but there's a positivity, there's a connection, there's mm. a commitment to bring the audience something, right? Yes. To entertain, to educate, to inspire, to whatever it might them. be, to connect. Yeah. And so I didn't know if that's kind of in the heart and the DNA of the people, I or don't like know. some athletes. You know, some athletes they do it for the money. Yeah. Because they're just that good. Yeah. And well, no, there's a lot of the ego. Game. There's definitely ego in, in, in radio and the media and stuff. So you definitely have the people that are like, I want to be famous. Like mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I want to be famous, you know? And then there's the people that are like, like I always told people and they go, Oh, you're so famous. I'm like, well, I just have a really cool job. Like I'm no different from you. I just have a really cool job. Like, you know, like nobody, anyone could be doing this. You know, I just was very lucky to get here and, and the stars aligned and, I was able, you know, and I was able to keep it for 15 years. And then after that, of course, I went and worked at Flow 1071, which was also hip hop. So that's my, that's, that's what I love. I love, I mean, Ice Cube is my boy. He is? <laughs> yeah. Ice Cube, the I Cube. Back. I go back. I yeah, yeah. love that. I'm a big Eminem guy. Are you really? Interestingly he's, enough. He's, a, he's a magical yeah. man with what his yep. lyrics are. You, so. know, you know who's really hitting the scene right now who I can't believe? Snoop Dogg. He's, that he's back everywhere. Well, yeah, you hang out with Martha Stewart, you get your own cooking right. show. Now you, I mean, I mean, Cheetos, he will always be classic. Corona, he's can, everywhere. Can I just tell you that man knows how to give the look and make any lady go. <laughs> he does not. He is amazing at that. He is. He so the, the one time uh, backstage, like he will make you, he will make the biggest girl feel sexy. He will make an old lady feel sexy. He just has this way of, you know, Hey baby, <laughs> you know, like I see you over there, mama, <laughs> I see you looking and you know, just, it, he's, he's very good at what he does and he's genuine and he's cool as hell. Is yeah. he really? Well, yeah. you know, now I saw him cause I'm a fan of the voice, uh -huh. right? Like that show. Yes. He's the guest coach, the, su really? the super mentor, whatever they call yeah, it. So right, he'll right. be on next Monday. I'm like, for who? For which? For all the coaches. Oh, really? How so, neat. Yeah. So he's going to be on next Monday. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. No, that's going to be cool. Well, that's going to be great. I, I got to say, you have, I've watched some of your stuff and checked it out. <laughs> yeah. and you have interviewed some amazingly high profile folks. Is, are there any stories or any that just really stuck out for one reason or another that you'd like to share? Uh, there's so many. There's really so many stories. Like I, like Kathy Bates is amazing to talk to you just want to keep talking to her the rock oh, I, I mean, saw that clip uh, of you where you were like he's talking and your eyes were dropping my down. eyes might have gone down <laughs> and they I'd were like... laughing and I was laughing and I don't know if because when they showed the camera on him he was kind of looking up thoughtfully paying attention to whatever was going right, in his mind and you're was, like yeah right what were you saying do you know he was he was so sweet I that interview with the rock it was for rampage so just recently and he, he was running later as people were. So interviews were getting pushed and I'm in my head going, I have to catch a flight. 
I need to get his interview. I'm, you know, two hours off now. There's no way I'm going to catch my flight. And so I went and told the studio, you know, like, you got to help me. Like, I can't, I have two little girls at home. I'm not staying because to them, they were like, oh, you stay, stay another night at the Hilton for, or at the Four Seasons, you know, congratulations. Yeah, we'll good give for you 150 you. per diem. And I'm like, you don't get it. I got little kids. Like I can't, yes. like I'm going home. Yes. And so they mentioned something to the rock and to his people. And they were like, maybe he'll fit you in before lunch. So I was like, Ugh. so I stood there and I was begging and it was completely empty out there. And then I hear him. There's some girl in there doing a fan Fandango interview. And she's like, <laughs> so what do you like on your pizza? Is it pineapple? You know, and she's just doing these dumb, stupid girl questions, you know, and she's in her little mini skirt and I'm just like, ah, give me this inner. And so he's, he says goodbye to her, stands up and I can tell he's leaving for lunch. And yes. someone says, there's one more interview out if you can get her before her flight. And I hear him cause it's not, it's a studio. So the walls aren't really that thick. And he says something like, you know, like how much time is it and stuff. And I go, and I just yelled, if you could help me, I really would appreciate it. I got to catch my flight. And he came out of the room and the actors never usually do that because they're already sitting in the chair with the right lighting on them. The makeup is perfect. You know, it's, it's very Hollywood. And he came out of the room and he was like, get in here. So I came in He did, and my last name's Johnson. His is Johnson. There was a connection. I had three minutes to talk to him. So what do you, now how long did you think Man. you were going to have? Did you know? I, I was hoping for four. Okay. In radio world, that's a big difference. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so in TV land, 60 seconds is a huge difference. And you don't get that until you understand it, until you work in it. But um, so, so I was just like three minutes. So I got the questions out and you're trying to get somebody to like you in the three minutes you're talking to them. It's connect. a very, connect. It's a very high pressure situation, but uh, he was so cool. And then that's why I got a picture with him because you're not supposed to ask for pictures. It's very rude, unprofessional, okay. but he was standing up to leave to go to lunch. And I was like, if you could give me a picture, I will be the coolest kid in all of Denver, please. And he was like, absolutely. And his big arm, his big muscly, good smelling arm came around me and I, and I just melted and, and took the photo and thank God it came out right. Cause, <laughs> cause I would have been, cause I, I have a picture with ice cube and it's so fuzzy you can't even tell any i'm like ah so you know you get one shot and i'm glad it worked out but the, he was amazing he was amazing just like you would think the rock would be very cool yeah. any others that you were like just really i got to meet the black panther i got to meet you chadwick boseman yeah okay but, and he was amazing um just to meet him and it was for black panther just He's amazing. Will Smith, he will light up a room. You say I, I lit up a room when I came in. Imagine. That guy, uh, he I he's just amazing. So I mean, I've had so many amazing experiences and it was all great and I it was all learning lessons really. Were there any that because of that initial spark, that three four minute connection, that then they're like, you know what? I want to talk to you more like yeah yeah, yeah. amy poehler okay. i got to hang out with amy poehler a little long uh a little longer there was melissa mckinley uh mccarthy melissa now i yeah, can't McCarthy. Melissa, melissa yep. mccarthy um we were talking about her clothing line so even though we had stopped time she was still asked because i was like please give me a outfit that i don't need to wear a jacket with you know like i got these bigger arms and she was like i told you she was off camera to her like assistant i told you we need dresses with sleeves so things like that have been really fun to be a part of but oh, man. it's not my world i realize that that's a whole that is a machine hollywood okay. and it is it's a it's just not my world i don't know how it is now post pandemic 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, I really have come back to I, I'm fortunate that I had those experiences, but I really like normal people, okay. regular people. So tell me about your They're world now. So you love normal people. Now you're connected to doing <laughs> when all I say these normal things. people, I mean you listening and me, like just average people that understand yeah. the the struggle uh-huh. um, and what life really is. And you're not buying thirty six hundred dollar purses when there's a family <laughs> over here that would could get out of debt for thirty six hundred dollars. Yes, you know? yes. Uh, so, so really, so you know, the pandemic last year, I became unemployed for the first time since I was thirteen years old. Have you been working your whole life? I have. Yeah, since you were how old? Uh, 14. What was your first job? At his place called The Rib off uh-huh. of Alameda and Sheridan's barbecue shop. Yes. And my dad had always said, he goes, you know, he goes, look, Jimmy, you're going to have your whole life to work and you're a good football player and you're a kid. Do both until you can't. Yeah. So he really supported me, but That's... I wanted my own money. Yeah. And so then, um, so I would go up there and work and except for football season. Right. And then I would work a couple of times, but then I couldn't right. drive yet. So I would go and I would hope that the ribs and the chicken would i would let them cook too long on the uh, smoker uh, and then yeah, kind of rip them yeah. so you couldn't sell them to people oh, and so then it was like them? i would eat so much barbecue it was amazing so that was my first job and understanding yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 nothing i another one <laughs> nothing so to see sorry. here yep mm, i'll ring you up in a few yeah, minutes mm, it's gonna take another six minutes of, mm, 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 sorry about that yeah so that, yeah. that's where i that's where i started on my working career and that's awesome yeah, and, yeah. mine was mowing a cemetery no, it was not. <laughs> you have no idea, Dr. Hoven, how many jobs I've had because you had to have one where you went to college. You had to have one in the summer. You had to have one while you were here at school. So yeah, my first one was mowing a cemetery, the Catholic cemetery. How did you get that gig? Oh, it's you small gotta town. Know, you gotta know somebody. Small town, you know, small town living summer. Somebody was like, my 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 grandmother was like, my my granddaughter's gonna be here this summer. She needs something to do. And this so, was the nurse. Mm-hmm, my okay. nurse grandma. So she hooked me up with the lady that was also a single mom that actually had like a landscaping business and uh my friend and i her daughter was my best friend at the time and we mowed a cemetery and now would you ever I'll sneak back what. in there at night and do what crazy kids do like no, we want to go me. see it's if there's a, ghosts it's it haunted was hard enough mowing over a plot like because <laughs> i'm the kid that jumps over stones like i don't want to step over somebody's body yeah so i would be like you know um like I would push the mower over the bodies and jump <laughs> over them and catch the mower on the, like it, or, and it was an old cemetery. So there were beehives and all that. I mean, so, but you learn everything. I mean, I've done so much. I worked at Arby's. I did road construction for Brandon sand and gravel here in Denver for two summers. Cause they paid so good. It was my way to pave through college. You know, I so you worked, worked your here way one, through college. Worked here one summer for Brandon and pay the way through college and keep moving. But no, I've, I feel that's how I know the struggle. Like, do you see this skin cancer? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's from the road work. It's from the baby oil while I was standing out on the highway. There you go. Well, (laughs) when you're talking about things now, what you want to do, you prefer TV over radio, but you love them both. Love them both. Yeah. If, if I didn't have radio, I wouldn't have gotten as comfortable with who I am. Like you, people really can hear, you know, see through you on radio, like cha-cha, um, you know, like it's a different kind of, you got to be real because people will understand, like they hear you if you're lying about something. If you're trying to pretend to be something you're not, it just comes through because it's your voice, you know? Yeah. And so it, you just have to be okay with saying, yeah, I was teased or yeah, this happened, you know, like, yeah, I just tooted. Like you just have to get comfortable with that. Whereas the TV people, 
They aren't like that. Mm-hmm. They are like even Ernie Bjorkman. That guy will is always smiling smooth. and he is smooth. Exactly. Like you don't know that he toots. And I love you, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> you can say <laughs> shout out to Ernie. So you know, it's just a different. People in the box are are were, are bred differently. And my personality was definitely more radio. So it was really cool. About five years ago, when the Everyday Show, the TV show, called me. Um, and had me audition. They were doing a week of women in radio, Denver women in radio. And I got, and I auditioned against some other major amazing women, Kelly Ford. She was my, she did country here in Denver forever. She was actually my mentor, I think in radio. Um, and uh, she, she, it was up her and some, and Issa, who was on 95.7 at the time. It was just a lot of, uh, five of us. And I won the viewer's choice. And they asked if I wanted to come actually be the permanent co-host. So my day for five years started at 3.30. I would do the makeup and stuff. Because you got to get all You got to get ready. TV. You got to get right. Then I would be at the radio station at 5. We would do the morning show. At 9 a.m., I would leave, race through traffic downtown Denver, and we would go live at 10. And when I say live, we were live because I had no idea what that show was. So I'm grateful when people say that they loved it because it was literally live to me. My co-host, Chris Parente, thank God, he had time to go through the show and he knew what was coming up. I didn't know anything. You were the improv. I was the improv. It was improv the whole time. Like when I tell people, and I was going through a little, my daughter was was six months when I started on the show. Oh, man. And when she was around two and a half, I got pregnant again. And so I was keeping the schedule up because like you, Dr. Hoven, I was taught you have to work. Mm-hmm. You know, my family is middle class. You work. Hopefully you get a, a company that loves you. Hopefully you get a company that you can spend a good career with and they don't screw you when retirement comes. You know, be, uh, I've seen my parents both get screwed yes. after giving their life to to companies. Um, so hopefully, so that's what I was taught and that's who, that's kind of who I am. And I don't want to, I won't, it's a hard way of living. It is. Nine to five. And so, or, and, you know, and so, yeah, so I would do the live show from 10 to 11. Then I would record stuff. I mean, for the TV show. So I'd get home around 3.30, the babysitter would leave, and then I was full-time then your mom. mom. So it was just a nightmare of, oh, my God, I'm so unprofessional. My phone's ringing, I think. I feel bad. No, you're <laughs> but great. But no, I was mom. And so it literally put me into a health issue. Crisis. Uh-huh. Okay. And I had to quit and, and leave. And, and so, but it, I was able to get everything together. So this past year that I've been unemployed, it's been a blessing. And so a true blessing. Let me ask you this with the, with the unemployment thing. There's so many people that struggle and the pandemic has wreaked havoc in every way from every strata of success to every strata of human life, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, everything. Yes. When this happened, to you or for you, depending on how you look at it. Right. How did you take that? Because again, you've got this effervescent, bubbly personality where you're like, "Ooh, it's all going to work out for the best." You're like, "What the what?" <laughs> you know, like, how did it hit you? Hey, I'm glad you think I have this bubbly personality, but there's the other side. I get there's the tired side that's cranky, mean. Don't talk to me. Yes. Um, my kids would rather be my friend than my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, you know what? It's a, uh, it's. I didn't handle it well, but the main reason is because of the, 
it's the fact that someone's saying goodbye to you. It's the fact mm. that the company was like, you know, and it was fire, definitely financial reasons because it's COVID and radio, who's in their cars? Nobody's listening to the radio. Like right. they all went through, media went through a whole big issue last year. And I get that. Um, so at first it was just me saying, oh, but I thought we were cool. I thought you liked me. I thought, you know, we were doing good together. It's that breaking up the team emotion. But then you're like, well, that, you know, there's something better. There's just something better. But when the bills aren't getting paid because that money's not coming in, it gets real hard, you know, right. definitely. And it, it took me right back to being the struggling kid, you know, like when, when you'd be coming down the street and to your house and you see the water truck leaving because they just shut your water off. It's like, ah, not that that happened, thank God, because I my husband is named Mr. Efficient. So if anybody's going to stretch my money, it's Mr. Efficient. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a rain man when it comes to math. But, you know, I it, it you're never far away from not having. And so it, it, it was good. Everything was good. And then I broke my foot and I was in a car accident. Like, it's been a year. Oh, my god! But gosh. it all had to happen because it had to happen. So you know? I think that's so inspirational because there are so many people that maybe haven't taken a look at it from that perspective. I've been so blessed that for me, I've essentially been an observer that's good. of the whole thing, right? Like, right. I, and, and I get it and I realize that I am completely grateful for everything that's been about this to me. And I've learned my lessons for sure, Right. but I haven't lived the financial ruin. I haven't lived the thought of you're not enough to stay with us. None have you lived the bill collector ever calling you? Not through this. I certainly okay. have. When, okay, when good. I was, well, see, you know yeah, that when I was first in, Yeah, when I was first in practice, it was <laughs> yes. interesting. I really knew, really knew how to take care of people. I really was good at what I did as a chiropractor, uh, really good as I did what I did as a sports doc, but I wasn't really good at business and uh -huh. I owned my own practice. Okay. So I'm like, coming, I'm seeing 50, 60, 70 people a day. Oh my God. And I'm having bill collectors call me. Cause I'm like healthcare. It's not a privilege. It's a right. You just come essentially like, here's a shoe box, throw in some change, whatever you got, <laughs> right. we'll take care of you. And people don't got, and, and, and I didn't get it right. Yeah. Like you have to charge for what you value and people have to be able to value it. and you can give so much care away, but you yes. can't give all the care away. I so know. I had lessons to learn in that. Yes. Big that your and, big heart needed to slow down. Yes. And, and put myself <laughs> around me with people that had those kind of skills that could teach me or could you know take what those things that's off. that's such an important thing i too believe in reason season lifetime for people in your life okay wait stop reason season lifetime tell me yes you know people are in your life for a reason yep the season mm -hmm. or a lifetime love it and so and you know that you've heard that saying i have before. but i wanted people that might not have heard it to, oh yeah it's to just good break point. that down you know and so the reason if it's if it's the boyfriend you know i mean i i was in a domestic violence situation oh i'm sorry there was a re no the well, it's okay the reason for that was for me to see the red flags and find my own inner strength and then i became an advocate to help other women do that you know so so there was a re so you see the reasons in the hard lessons the seasons to me are the people that you're like, they serve their purpose. And now I just feel like an anchor is attached every time, whether it's someone that you're dating that, you know, you should have left two years ago, you know, is or friends that are always negative, you know, like there's a whole, you got to close the door on things for the other door to open. And the other door is better friends that don't borrow money from you <laughs> that have their own jobs, that their kids like your kid, you know, like you got to I, you know, like I come from a place where people aren't always, don't always do the best, don't always make the right decisions. And you have to, 
learn from that. And so the more that you can remind people this isn't the end, you need to just switch some things around, shut some doors on some people that are draining you, and your life can be what it's supposed to be. You know, but so often, so many people are like, this is my lot, I'm here, or they romanticize a horrible relationship, or, and I did that, you know, I, you know, I loved his family so much, I didn't want to, you know. Yeah, you wanted to keep them. But, you know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is, and you have to, I think that we're given choices in our life, and you have to find the right ones that go with your heart, and if you don't choose the right choice, don't worry, it'll smack you upside the head again. Yeah, that past's going to come back around, <laughs> and you're going to get another and choice. Get you again until you learn that lesson. Oh. So, yeah, but you know, I mean, it's everybody's different, so, so take the lickings, but try to see the positive in it, which is all I could do after this past year, you know? Yeah. So I, the- I got to see my kids. I get to take my daughter to school every morning, Dr. Hoven. Do you know how awesome that is for somebody that's worked mornings for 20 years? Like to be able to see her and be there in the morning. And I've actually taken a picture of her every morning this year. You have not. Yeah, I did. I have. I'm going to do a little thing at the end of the school year. But it's just things like that. I've enjoyed the fact that I'm there with them because they used to get mean mommy. You know, yeah, me, you're tired, you know, you're exhausted, exactly. absolutely. Right, like, oh my God, you got to get to bed. I can't believe it. I have, now I have four hours of sleep. Thanks a lot, you know, and, and so now they get, you know, chill mommy that's like, it's a cool, whatever you, you know, and it's made them better. You wow. know, they don't yell, you know, things that I was doing was definitely heading them down the wrong road. Well now, but now you're in this position, you still have so much energy, so much to yes. give, so much pep. Um, so now do you have to take that into consideration what you're willing to do and not willing to sacrifice anymore? Because now you've seen mean mommy and cool mommy. Oh, or you whatever. mean like when I start working again? Yeah. When you, <laughs> when you pick your next gig, when no, you choose right. it or it chooses you. Yes. Now are you going to put boundaries or parameters? So or? funny you say that. Yes. I mean, simple things like I obviously probably won't be there in the morning again. Something tells me my new job is going to be morning-ish. So I won't be there. So I'm just enjoying it while I can. But I'll just make sure that people know, no, I can't spend three hours now doing this as much as I used to love to, because I'll talk like you, we'll hang out and talk. We're already probably (laughs) running late. Like I will sit down and chat and let's, let's hang out. And uh, you know, I, I love people. I love their stories. I just love their personalities. I love, everybody's got something to contribute. And so I would go and film stuff for the TV show and it was supposed to be like 45 minutes and I'd stay for three hours, but it's, it's connections and it's people and it's fun. And you know, I mean, I've learned from some I'm, amazing talent in this town, you know, whether it's chefs or um, business people or, you know, the, the people that set up events. There's so much talent in this town, and it's been an honor hanging out with all of them. Oh, man. But you are part of that talent pool. Yeah, well, you're, thank you. You're a big part of that talent pool. And I just have a cool job, remember? You have a cool <laughs> job, but you can be really good at a cool job. Yes, I, amen. So it takes that. Not everyone can do what you're doing. Yeah, right. And, you know, it, that takes me kind of in this kind of moving a little bit into this place of your talent and your gifts, you have this thing for both animals and people, specifically domestic violence, which you've, which you've alluded to a little bit. Yeah. How do you give back to those? How do you support them? How do you, and what awareness can you bring to the, the viewer, the listener about those two things, why they're so close to your heart? So the animals, I, my nickname in Denver is actually Doggy Avenger. Um, and it's an honor to have that. And I got that because back in the day when we were on the radio, uh, Kendall and Larry, I always was, before kids, I was always rescuing dogs. 
Um, and keeping them or taking no, them to a shelter? No, just for what helping you them. You know, like I was the person that, I, li- I lived in Old Thornton. So there's a lot of fences that aren't the best. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of mentality with dogs that aren't the best. And so I would, I'd be the person on the radio just saying, hey, it's supposed to be below 32. Make sure your animals are inside. You know, like, hey, you know those pads on the bottom of the dog's feet? They're probably still going to burn up in a black pickup in the back of a black pickup. Like, you know, like, you think know, think about like, it, th- things like that, you know. And so I was always st- standing up for him. I had a neighbor. I, I got I came home one day and I heard this yelling, like barking, like pain barking. And it was coming down the street and I walked down the street and I climbed a fence and my neighbor's pit bull had tried to jump over a smaller chain link fence, but its paw got caught right oh. in it. So it was hanging upside down from the chain link fence. And so I, I climbed the fence and this pit bull that was in distress, I, I'm not, I wasn't scared of it, thank God, because of all the rescues, but I love pit bulls. I have ha- uh, my dogs are half pit bulls. So, and then I just helped the pit bull up and cared for her. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot of education that I try to provide out there for people. With, I love and that. I have a deaf dog, a deaf boxer. I love deaf dogs. We do sign language. Oh. We speak sign language. <laughs> um, and so, so, but in the domestic violence, uh, I was, but I also love working with the shelters. Like if they have the spay and neuter day, I want everybody to know, let's get, you know, let's try to help pet overpopulation. Let's get out there and do what you can. Um, and then there's the, you know, uh, thank God most rescues, they spay and neuter before you get an animal from them anyways. Uh, but the domestic violence, you know, every time October rolls around, let's talk about it, you know, and I have photos of what happened to me and um, I want to share my story. I, uh, I used to, I'm, I plan on doing it again with my new adventure going back in and helping the women's shelter and talking to them. And I've been there when your self-esteem has been completely ripped from you and, and you have no idea what's happening next and you have a big black eye and you're looking at yourself in the mirror saying, how did we get here? You know, I, you know, I've been there. I, I, so I, whatever I can do to keep helping people understand they got to crawl up, you know, like stand up, stand up. Yes. And you have such a powerful voice in that. Uh, And and so (laughs) how, how do you, how do you take all this stuff and I love you. You've, you've used this term a couple of times, your new adventure, your new yeah. chapter, where you're going, the, right. you're navigating the seas of the rest of whatever this chapter is. How do you take all that and put it together? Where, where are you setting your sails? Uh, my sails are, I'm setting my sails. I mean, I would love to get back on TV. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I would, and, and I feel like it's time for oh, the real Oprah to step up. Nice. <laughs> nice. You're back off, Oprah. You, you know, you go on, enjoy your billions. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but you know, and yeah, so that's I mean, that's my dream. Wow. So you well, know I'll tell you what, I'm a backer of your dream. Well, thank you. You let Dr. me know what Roman. I can do to be part of the wind in those sails and I'm in. So well, I have thank you, because that's what it is. It's lights all over the community that connect together to help everybody else. Yes. So when yes. you find a light, connect, you know, like there's light like Tammy Quintana, she is a light. She's, I've always known her as my light. So mm. the fact that it just, it was, it's just, some things are just serendipitous. I love you know? it. Yeah. Will you share one more um, answer for me? Okay. Okay. So here's the question. Yes. If you had one piece of advice that you were given, that's been the most valuable to you or something you've learned along the way that has become that most valuable piece of advice that you would share with me and with everyone watching and <laughs> listening, do you have one and what would it be? I would tell you. 
If you're merging in front of somebody in traffic, be sure to wave and say thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and give them space. Give them space. I am all about... Well, you know, my my boyfriend one time was a truck driver, and people always got in front of him, slammed their brakes on. And I'm, I'm somebody, to me, it's a small... It's a funny example, but the real meaning of it is be considerate. Be considerate. Be considerate to people. You know, like... Uh, you know, I'm the person that says hi on the elevator. I'm the person that, you know, because it, be con we're hanging out. Like, let's be considerate for two seconds. You know, like, let me be your smile in the day. You know, like, let's, you know, so I would tell you, don't forget how much your smile can impact somebody else. Wow. That is so. impressive. Yes. Okay. And be sure to freaking wave if you're going to cut somebody <laughs> off, all right? Because then you get me really irritated with my road rage. <laughs> like, you just remember, yeah, you I'm an old school Thornton girl. Yeah, you don't want a piece Driving of that. down Riverdale. That's okay. right. <laughs> so if people want to follow you, if they want to learn more, oh, you, are, so you, are you on the whole social network? You do yes. all that stuff? Yes, yes, how, yes. How can they find you? So uh, you can find me. So I spell my name K-A-T-H-I-E, Kathy J just the initial um and that's on facebook uh and then of course instagram they don't allow you to use an initial dr hoven so i just spell ah. it out j-a-y but that's uh, my middle name so i can remember that. <laughs> jim j yeah james j james j yep. you're so you're like my hu my husband is jj for a jerry john oh do you ever get jj as your i nickname? did i did that's younger funny. when i was younger I when did. you're yeah your family probably mm -hmm. yeah yep. that's so cute uh well james <laughs> james j uh so yeah so please follow me and get ready because um exciting things are definitely coming for me and the denver community kathy i can't tell you how much fun I had. I had fun it too. It went so fast. I can't we believe it. it. And okay. just know you always, always have my support, Ramos ah. Law, in your corner. Thank and so you. keep us surprised on all the new stuff and we'll share it out, out and uh, we're That's partners. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love you. Thank you, Dr. You're the best. Oh, all right. Jake. We'll hug it out. We'll hug it out in a minute. That's yeah, right. We'll <laughs> once we get past these pesky mics. <laughs> right. But to everybody out there, I thank you for all the years you did support me, uh, for all of you that know who I am, and Larry and Kendall, and then Larry and I in our podcast. And then when I was on the TV show with Chris Prente, I am just a girl from Thornton that's just been hanging out, loving this beautiful Denver metro area like the rest of you so it's an honor to get to to do what i do and and be your voice for all the for all of the foundations out there that have used me at their mc events and stuff it's just been an honor and i look forward to what our future holds me too continued Amen. success and blessings to you my friend yay blessings back peace out people peace i out. love you <laughs>